Everybody, welcome to Vocal Revolution, where we talk about how you change the world with the power of your voice, personally and collectively. And here in the UK at the moment, it is Happy New Year. It's the beginning of 2022. But wherever you're listening, whatever time you're listening, morning, evening, happy day, happy times to you. And thank you so much for tuning in. I've got a wonderful episode for you today, which is going to be really full of juicy yellow enthusiasm and energy because our guests today are Yellow Tuxedo, husband and wife, duo and powerhouse Emily and Alan Braithwaite who are digital visibility specialists and what does that mean they're going to be telling us about what that means and they've got tons and tons of experience of working both in their own businesses and for other brands and organizations and they aim to help businesses grow their digital visibility and navigate all those complicated things like SEO, optimized content, social media in an accessible and jargon-free way. And I am really, really delighted to be part of their digital circus, which is one of their wonderful consultancy and services that they offer. They'll be telling us more about what that is. So welcome, 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 Alan and Emily. Hello. Hello. Well, do you know what, Kate? The thing is, every time, so basically your introduction was amazing, is what, cutting to the point here. And I sit here and go, why don't we say it as well as that? You know, and I'm like, I'm going to write that down. That's now our introduction from now on. We're just going to edit that off the final podcast. If that's it is okay. like this. In any elevator pitch you ever do for any like networking or any, any group you're in, like, what do, what do I actually do? What do we do? So we sit here and like, we just want to help people, like genuinely, not in a kind of patronizing way. We want to, we want to go, look, your business is amazing. Let's get it out to more people. And that is basically our motivation and driver. So when you get like the full version, like you, do you go oh yeah actually it's quite technical isn't it when we help because we do we do all that seo and everything else with it as well you do you do a whole range of wonderful things and it is always it's always much harder to write those elevator pitches for ourselves because we're inside our businesses aren't we so it's really nice I always love it as well when I get introduced or talked about by other people and, and I get their perspective and also they're often much better at pulling out the things that I do um, because we are all especially in this country um, uncomfortable with blowing our trumpets but um, but that's why the, the digital circus and the things you do helping people blow their trumpets yeah. <laughs> online in a way that feels good and authentic and not too you know cheesy um, is is wonderful so thank you so much for coming today oh thank our you. pleasure thank you for ha- asking and having us <laughs> Oh, it's just brilliant. Um, so tell us a little bit. I'd love to know your story about how you got into this and how you decided you how did you find that motivation for helping other businesses? Yeah. Uh, so Alan and I have worked together as a husband and wife team for nearly 10 years. Well, now. we've been saying a decade for a couple of years, so it's sometime around a decade, basically. Um, we, uh, not everyone can sustain that. Um, the husband and wife team is, 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 is a unique kind of um, partnership, I suppose. Um, but we, uh, previously working together, had very different careers. We were both in kind of corporate roles. Um, I worked helping to run large-scale events for the Forestry Commission. Alan worked in brand and training for uh, Carphone Warehouse. And, and what was it? The Geek Squad. Yeah, Geek Squad. And some large things that happened. And then we both 
went down the path of redundancy and not working for those organizations anymore and we decided what do we do do we do we go back into go and find other other jobs or do we decide to actually change it up and work together which is where we went uh, we started a business together completely opposite to everything we'd ever learned ever been working on working in um, putting up tents well we wanted back to basics so we've both been in scouting for years yeah. haven't we and we went we've been putting tents up for other people for years why don't we get paid for putting tents up um and that was kind of how this whole tent thing came about yeah um so yeah but um and it was great we absolutely loved it it was getting back into out in the outdoors it was speaking to brand new faces every single week it was working together it was just quality of life was so much better for us but what we didn't realize so quickly was is that the, the business grew quite a pace and it was down to the fact that we had fallen back into the to the trap of of marketing our business with our existing skill sets from our other jobs and we um, decided we didn't want to be going to wedding fairs every single weekend, to put up tents, standing in the rain, hoping people would talk to us. We didn't want to be doing the flyering and everything, everything you used to do in old school marketing. So we decided to put ourselves online, we did some video and we um, worked on our website and our core fundamentals of our business online. And we just moved everything digital. And quite quickly, that grew us from being a, a cottage industry, very small business to a, a larger scale. We were, we were a national brand. We'd been um, on the BBC, we'd been on ITV, we'd had some really good press opportunities and it just grew really, really quickly. Uh, sorry, I think there's a key point on those kind of PR bits there. They weren't things we went out and paid to make no. happen. They came to us as opportunities because we'd grown our online presence and embraced digital visibility. Yeah. We tried that again in a, in a second business a few years later with a called The Outside Bride, which was fundamentally a wedding blog, an outdoor wedding blog. And we grew that within 18 months with exactly the same principles of what we did with Bailey the Bell Tents. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that our accountant friend actually went, you know, guys, you do realise that people don't know how you're doing what you're doing and what 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 to be doing with their businesses. And it was at that moment we had our little light bulb going, no, they don't. And it's businesses like yourselves and, and all the people in the digital circus they are brilliant at what you do. You, you know your business inside out. You know um, how to sing. You know how to work with groups. You know how to be a plumber. You know how to sell, you know, all of that. But you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes the trap of online is there's so much out there and so much noise out there and so much social media. You should be doing this advice and this. It's an absolute blinking minefield, isn't it? Yes. And we wanted to take that, strip it right the way back and basically be a consultancy there to help small businesses really understand that it doesn't have to be scary. It's about being logical with your steps finding your voice and being able to shout about it in a way that's really authentic to you but without that worry and stress of but it's online I don't know that that's not my bag well so. yeah and it is and at the same time you've got someone over here teaching you about Facebook someone over here teaching you about SEO someone over here teaching about websites some LinkedIn Instagram and you've got all these different resources all telling you something slightly different or not well, slightly different different platforms their own way of delivering it and we spent quite a bit of time kind of working out what our model was and it was once again a bit of our own light bulb moment we went no, no, these things have to coexist to truly achieve, you know, a, 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 a digital visibility that you can grow in a way that feels right to you. And that's about marketing and sales, not feeling icky and actually understanding how they, they had to come together. So when we work with our clients, they, they come together, you know, the website, SEO, blogging, video, social media, it's all under one umbrella because it has to coexist to truly create this seamless omni 
omni-channel presence when you grow. Um, so that's what we did. We brought it all together. And now we show businesses how to do that. Fantastic. That is just so exciting. Thank you for sharing your journey. And that's just really, really rich. I always love, you know, I love having people on the podcast because I love finding out those new things about that I didn't quite know about your backstory and how you came into doing what you like the fact that your accountant just said that thing at that moment, you know, those light bulb moments are just amazing in our lives and how we kind of go off on another path. So if you were to define for us and anyone listening, what is digital visibility and what is having a digital voice So for anyone that maybe is just at the beginning of thinking about that? How would you define that? I would say so we all have our own voice and we are all our own creatives in our own ways. But it's about giving yourself a platform for that voice to be heard. And what we've seen in the past with, with our clients as well is that you, you don't need that to be defined. You know what that is to yourself. And I, I'm not anyone. To, I, I can't tell you what that is because... I'm not you but it's allowing yourself to have people understand and hear that voice and know it's done in a logical way because one of the worst feelings in the world is doing so much work and really polishing and understanding what your voice is and no one hearing it from over there because you haven't put it out in a way that's optimized but been with buzz phrases there but a way that people know how to find you so digital visibility is about Thinking logically about all the little, little nooks and crannies and crevices that you can be found across the internet that's not just on Instagram or mm. not just on Google my business, where that is, but understanding that every single layer, anywhere that someone can find you, is make sure that they do find you in the right way. It's about allowing yourself to be seen, allowing people to find you when they're ready to find you being a biggest thing. Because again, otherwise it's very one direction. We're pushing things out and pushing things out. Actually, people need that time to invest and to bond and to understand who you are. And then they'll find you when they're ready to. But putting those layers out to allow people to see you and hear your voice properly without that overwhelm of, of work and, and pushing it all the time. Yeah. There's always this, there's this fear blocker challenge, whatever word you want to call it. When you you start business, you you think I'll tell you what. Let's take it back to a different example, right? Surely, at some point, the majority of us have all been employed. Okay, mm-hmm. we've all been employed. We've decided to apply for an internal job. So we've applied for an internal job. We've had an interview with the recruiting manager, and we've got that job. On day one, when you're turning up to work, you go, right, this is it. I need to change. I need to do my best. So no, 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 no. They recruited who you were yesterday, not who you think you need to become today. And that's exactly what this is like. I started a business. I now need to be a businessman. My name is Bob. I wear a suit. No, no, no. You're who you were yesterday. And that's who you are every day. And you have to remember that. We talk very much about, we talk, is that even a sentence? We talk a lot about (laughs) sharing your adventure and being social. And that's come back to I touched on marketing and sales being icky icky a moment ago. And that's really it. Share your adventure, share who you are, because that's the bit that got you recruited into that role, or that's the bit that's given you the confidence to start your own business. Share that adventure and be social. Get out there, chat to people. Yeah, it's challenging. It can be challenging for individuals. But fundamentally, that's what you need to do. Share your adventure and be social, be who you are. And being proud to talk about it as well and and putting yourself out there. I nearly sung Heather Small then. What have you done? today this is a you know katie's a singing genius i'm gonna sing have a small by the end of this singing podcast. is welcome singing is welcome you know you can hear it's all good. what have you done today <laughs> to make you feel proud blowing the speakers sorry everyone that's, that's the, this is on the internet 
forever now. Yeah, but I'm being who I am. This is, but this is what I'm like downstairs with the kids in the kitchen. We we sing once upon a time. Side story, Katie. Emily banned me from singing in the car years ago <laughs> and I've never let her forget it she's like I'm like but what are you the fun police she said, no not you're not the fun police. it's my eardrums are in a very small car I think we're in a smart car at the time we were so in a smart car it was a two-seater car and Alan's <laughs> got very large lungs and it was operatic style right in my ear I was like can we just can we just can we <laughs> And it does take practice. Like I, un- I understand that not everyone could come on your podcast and decide to sing a line from Have a Small Proud, right? Yeah. I understand that. Um, but I do genuinely believe everybody could do that or can build up to that. And that has to just come back to that practice. The same way you would practice with an Excel spreadsheet or you'd practice, you know, with something else in your world. Um, why would you not practice with that confidence mm-hmm. as well? It's it's all, we can change who we are. And I don't like saying that because you should be proud to be who you are. Does that make, I don't know how to say that in the- in the, Give yourself the skills to be able to do it. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can, you can learn these new things. But yeah, and what we're talking about is learning things and learning practice to bring out more of you. Like you say, it's not trying to make yourself somebody that you're not, like, as you say, putting on a suit and being somebody else. No, it's actually about more of you coming out. So you, Alan, this just exploded through Heather Small (laughs) into the podcast. Fantastic. We welcome that. And, you know, that's what, for me, my job in helping people with voice is all about. You know, it's not about me saying, I know how to do it. You're going to do what I tell you. It's more about people, me offering, strategies exercises fun songs things to do that help us feel comfortable to let our voice out which is unique as you say everyone is unique and I think for people coming into the digital world it can appear like there's all these protocols or things that we don't know and we're going to have to fit ourselves into these boxes or do things we don't like but actually when you realize that's what I love about your work is that you're encouraging people know it's actually about being yourself, bringing your business, your adventure, your creativity, whatever that is, to the digital world and using those tools, skilling up in those, practicing them just like you would, as you say, any other skill, so that then you can just really be you and hang out online and be comfortable sharing about what you do. And it does take practice, that's for sure, because it, you know, for all these things, just like singing takes practice, it takes practice, and that's okay it's as not well. Overnight. No, it's not overnight. And we, we've seen that in our decade journey and previously in things. we And we still have conversations around, <laughs> are we comfortable putting that on the internet? And we go, yeah. ooh, ah, uh, yeah. And we, we, have a, we have a thought process on this. Like will the, you get arrested for it? <laughs> well, yeah, will you get arrested for it? It's point one. But point two is we talk a lot about authenticity, right? We talk about authenticity. We talk about being a self. We talk about... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. It's okay. We talk about authentic being yourself and sharing your adventure. But really, there's a sliding scale because for every person who's happy to share their credit card status, their mental health status, and everything else, there are a huge amount of people who go, I don't want to talk about that online. I'm private, and that's okay. But what you may need to do is adjust your sliding scale a little bit. What are you comfortable talking about? Are you comfortable talking about why you're wearing yellow or why you wear whatever color you choose or or how you've got to that decision? So you're still sharing your adventure and being authentic, but you're not breaking into that personal life, you know, that you may not wish to talk. We do share some of our children on, on through what we do at Yellow Tuxedo because we're a family business, but there are plenty of businesses who don't mention their children or cover over their faces and things like that. 
That's all okay. But what you do need to do, you do need to give a little bit more than what you probably are currently comfortable or used to. And once again, that's that, that's that practice. That's that becoming, you know, confident, comfort, comfort. That was halfway between comfortable and confident, confident. I like um, that. That's a great phrase. <laughs> Comfortable, confident, confident. Yeah, fantastic. It's a new word. We just made a new word. Hooray! Fantastic. And talking of yellow, why yellow? Because uh, you mentioned you might you might want to be yellow online. What what was it about yellow that is that makes Side yellow? story. My favorite color is mint green. <laughs> well if you want the full story as quickly as possible because it's always quite a lot so i don't believe in favorites but once upon a time i decide i think the world's too big to narrow down one thing you know whatever that says about me but once upon a time i decided i wanted a favorite color and i chose yellow because it's it's vibrant it's happy and all these other things and um, obviously as i've got older people have told me that actually i have a yellow personality and all these other things um so when i was young i said to a friend oh I'm never getting married but if I do I'm going to wear a yellow suit fast forward met Emily got married same friend goes so you're wearing a yellow suit to your wedding then and I'm like oh it was the only wedding that I've ever attended that it was all about the groom and nothing about the bride (laughs) not true not true um so Adam Moore, oh, he had two suits. He had a, a, a nice navy one. For the serious yeah. part, because I didn't want to make a mockery of our special day. He had, a, he had a yellow suit for the wedding, which annoyingly oh, still still fits him today. But when you <laughs> when you bring that forward 10 years or so, I mean, now it's a great metaphor for the fact that it's all about standing out in the crowd. And if you want to, and if you want to wear a yellow suit, you go and wear a yellow suit. That's yeah, absolutely fine. That, Again, the world will not break because you've decided to break protocol and not go and wear a morning suit and do this and that. You can do whatever you want and people will still smile. It was, they're still going to love you. And yeah, just having that confidence, you know, that confidence to do whatever you blink blinking want. I wasn't so born yeah. this confident. It took practice, in all fairness. Yeah. I'm quite yeah. shy when I was younger. Yes. Um, but I recognise I needed to... I like being like this, but I had to allow it to come out to achieve the things I've wanted to achieve. Mm. Um, but the standing out from the crowd, as Emily said, that's a really important thing. I will be quiet a minute let you do some talking. And um, standing out from the crowd is a really important thing because it's not just about, as Emily said, wearing yellow and go, wow, check us out. It is actually also a practical thing. And when you grow your digital visibility, bring it back to that and your online presence, all of a sudden you do stand out from the crowd. You don't have one stray top hit on Google. You dominate page one on Google. You don't just have one little video you reference every now and then on YouTube. You have a whopping great big YouTube channel that has everything in. You know, you have all these things and um, it starts to, you literally stand out from the crowd for people you don't even know about yet. And that's a really important part to the standing out from the crowd message. Absolutely. And you mentioned as well there about how we can feel shy about standing out because we are conditioned heavily not to stand out. We're conditioned to be tribal creatures and to because our survival at one point would have actually depended on that. We had to stay in the tribe. And if you stood out too much, you might get extradited. And then, you know, that could really be the end of you, basically. So we have a lot of conditioning that says, no, don't stick your head above the parapet. And so, and you mentioned also feeling shy and going on that journey, which I can also relate to. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of artists and creative people particularly are actually quite shy, introverted people who like doing things at home and making things. And then they have to go on this crazy journey to actually take that take that thing they've made at home out into the world. So, um, so in terms of, you know, some of the issues that can come up 
when we're going through the process of becoming more visible, finding a voice online, what are some of the things that crop up and, you know, imposter syndrome, things like that? And, and how can we how can we work through those? It's one of the biggest things is the imposter syndrome and the fact that people don't think people want to hear from them or they don't know how to. So it comes into two parts. Number one is always the technical side of it. I don't know how to and I don't want to mess it up. Therefore, I'm not going to touch it with a barge pole. Again, that's stuff that can be taught. That's, that's easy, easily learned. We can help you work through that. But it is that it's the camera. It's the fact that they're going to have to put their face on camera. And it's the fact that they're going to have to be vulnerable a little bit and maybe stuff up the words. I stuff up my words daily on that. We do a lot of live stream stuff and we're comfortable doing live stream stuff. But I fluster my words all the, all the time. It's like I've got three kids at home, four kids, including Alan. And my head's my, likewise. My head's going round everywhere. Sometimes I'm not going to get it quite right, but people are quite forgiving of that. So it's okay. And ultimately what I'm saying is more important than, the, than you know how polished and shiny it all is. Um, it's the fact that, and Alan uses the analogy all the time, is that like thinking about the fact that if you're a shop owner in a physical shop, regardless of whether you're introverted or extroverted, if you're introverted and someone came into your shop, a customer came in through that door, you would say, hello, how can I help you? Let's have a chat. And can I help you with your purchase? So why don't we do that in the online space? Why are we so afraid to speak to people? There are only humans at the other end of the phone line or internet whatever that is they're still there they still want to talk to you they still maybe if you're in in, in a shop or another, they still want to buy from you they still want to chat to you they still want to join your group they still want to find out about you so it's like we spend a lot of the time yes we do a lot of the technical stuff with our clients but so much of it is that empowerment and going yes you can do it and yes if it's even if you just go live once and press that five minutes and just have a go try it because as you said earlier katie it's that practice it's that muscle memory it's the fear of going live or recording or doing a podcast for that first time and then you realize it's not that bad and then you'll get better again and then that confidence comes because you, you're not worried about what's going what to expect you know what to expect and really the worst thing that can happen if you record a, a bad video is that it's not your best work it's not gonna yeah. again you're not gonna get arrested for it you're not gonna go oh my god everyone hates me now they're just gonna go that wasn't your best work okay move on because people don't think the way we think we well, think, a, it's all perception, isn't it? Think, it's all one's perception. We think we are the center of everybody, you know, and everyone's going to watch our videos. Sorry, are we not? No, we're not. We can't be that arrogant to think that. And actually, people, if they don't like what they want to you're, you're, you're out there, or if they don't want to listen, or they don't want to read it, they have a thumb and they can scroll on past for their day and they probably won't even notice. But we have that inside panic attack of going what if they don't do they're not going to care yeah. they really don't so just carry on doing and, what you're and when you do get trolled it's actually a good thing because <laughs> that means you've got big enough that someone can be bothered to troll you <laughs> yeah. but yes. you just have to understand that those trolls are probably some poor sad insignificant you know, and i don't mean it's in a horrible way no. even though fundamentally it's coming across there's someone who probably needs more love and support than they do need shouting at fundamentally and and i, I just tap on a bit but Emily there like there's a big thing about perception and choice here so you know using your example of the creative who's gone and stayed at home because they're introverted and they've created something but then they've chosen to decide to try and sell what they've created mm. so okay with that choice has to come some other choices I am going to sell this how am I going to sell this I need to embrace that I may need to do things that I am not comfortable doing but fundamentally our perception is everyone's going to think I'm a donut when the reality is we're also wrapped up in our own little world as Emily said you can choose to keep scrolling but it's fine 
It's fine. We're all fundamentally nice people who want to support other people. And you have to kind of remember that that is what the majority of people are, not what the media are telling us, which is all like axe murderers and everything else. But uh, actually, you know, my mum's okay. Your mum and dad are okay. My mum and dad (laughs) and stepmum are okay. Most of the people in the world are okay people. Yeah, that's right. And we have to have that confidence. And what I've learned is I used to have this thing where I'd always project my own self-judgment onto one person in the audience. I'd be convinced that this person I could, if it was intimate enough to see them, I'd be convinced this person hates it. They absolutely hate it because they're sitting like this, going like that. And actually, that was often the person that came up to me afterwards and said, I loved that. So once I... It's just their resting bitch face. They can't help it. Yeah, or their concentrating face or their listening face or maybe they've got stuff going on in their lives. It's none of my business, actually, why they've got that face, you know. But I used to, and and then I've realised, especially from teaching choirs where people are often pulling all sorts of faces that they don't realise they're pulling because they're concentrating and they're thinking about things. Um, I've learned not to take that personally and that actually it's really about me. It's my perception and I shouldn't project that onto other people. Um, My own self-judgment, my own, as you say, being wrapped up in, oh, it's all about me, that projecting that onto our audience isn't helpful. And for me, what helps actually more is is saying, actually, I'm in service and this is something that I'm offering you. And if I put the spotlight more on the audience and what I can offer and what I can share and being generous and having fun and, as you say, having adventure with somebody, that's a much more outgoing place than the self, self-obsessed, self oh, you know, is my hair right? Have I got, you know, whatever, a spot on my chin or whatever? This is, you know, that's all self-obsessed, isn't it, really, that yeah. stuff? It is. Yeah. Well, funny enough, uh, Katie, on that, we had an example very similar to this yesterday in the digital circus, not, not just a plug, genuinely. Um, and there was a lady who was trying to promote what she was doing and the the advice was perhaps you could contact some people and try and sell to them i'm making it sound way more cold cally and salesy than it is because it was you know she had a great product why not offer it about and she's like oh i'm not i'm not very good at that you know fine you don't have the confidence to do those cold call phone calls i understand that even though that it was a great product and so it was suggested, why doesn't she make those phone calls from a position of fact finding instead rather than sales? Why don't you contact them and go, I'm trying to find the best person to talk to, please. Could you help? Or I'm trying to find anyone who may. And she went, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. And we've got this huge thing at the moment, Emily and I keep talking about, where you, if you change the name of something it becomes a completely different yeah. energy transfer, you know, and it's, but it's fundamentally the same thing. That person I was talking to you about yesterday, fundamentally it's exactly the same thing, but because she changed it slightly, it was okay. You know, she was fine. And that so many times like sales is this big buzzword and it's like, can't sell. No, you can't sell, but you can talk about what you do, who you are and how you are and let other people decide if they want to buy. Oh, what? I've just got to do that. Yeah. yeah that, that's basically what selling is. <laughs> oh, right. Really? Yes, it is. You know, so... Yes, it's finding those reframes because a lot of the time we have been conditioned and and also we've all had uh, and we're all bombarded with uh, really poor examples and really invasive and manipulative examples of sales and marketing. And I I realized through a friend of mine who wrote a book called The Seven Graces of Marketing, Lynn Serafin, she wrote this amazing book and she outlined the seven deadly sins and the seven graces of marketing. And because she unpackaged all the things that can be really icky about marketing and the way we are bombarded with stuff that we don't always want, um, 
I realized that I was not doing marketing because of that stuff, but realizing that actually it didn't have to be like that. And unpackaging that those strategies and going, right, I don't have to start sell like that. Selling for me can be graceful. It can, I can really be clear about what I'm not doing. And then I can really, really enjoy the beauty of actually being graceful with marketing, which is really about, I feel, making invitations. Hey, do you want to come play? Do you want to come to this concert? Do you want to go on an adventure? Would this help you? Would this product help you? I've got some information here. Would it be useful for you? And then people can choose, as you say, they can keep scrolling or they can go the person that goes yes that is something I do want to learn about digital visibility boom that's exactly what I was looking for at the beginning of 2022 so that's what I'm going to click on um so it is it's that freedom isn't it yeah and sorry I was just gonna and when you these people when you invite them along on your adventure and they choose to be involved in it it's actually okay, and I know this could feel alien, it's okay if they don't buy from you, because what they will become is a huge advocate on your adventure, and you may find you need something from them as well as them needing something from you. So it shouldn't be, oh no, they've not bought, move them for one side. This is about sharing your adventure and taking as many people as possible along on your adventure, because fundamentally it should be about making people happy, because why not? And then everything else will just naturally fall into place after that. You've got to have routes to market and how people need to understand how they can buy from you and all these other things. It's not as simple as going, hi, I'm having fun. Let's go. Well, it is in kind of very high level. But uh, yeah, as you're setting up a business, those other bits do need to be in place as well. But yeah, have a fun, have an adventure, take people on it with you. So. And also building that sense that you just touched on, which actually it's about building a community. Mm-hmm. And many of us interact in different communities in our offline life like whether we're part of groups whether we're part of an extended family or whatever we we all have different communities whether it's just our street or our neighbors and actually seeing the online world like that I think has helped me as well that and that's what I've loved about the digital circus is Mm -hmm. that I feel part of an online community of people that I know when I've taken a risk and, and people are appreciate that risk because they know what it takes to put the stuff out and there's someone that will go yeah ping I like that well done Katie you know and um and and that community building that community of people and then as you say yes they may buy they may not that's sometimes irrelevant it's actually having the community around your work that that then is so enriching in so so many sorts of ways sometimes you make a friend sometimes you um you make someone you can do an exchange with not necessarily sell something to but you you're an exchange or you decide you want to learn from them Uh, you know there's all sorts of amazing possibilities and I've made extraordinary connections on social media that just would not have been possible uh, especially yeah it's it's a wonderful wonderful thing and Adam does a really good presentation um called building human connection in the digital world and we took a a stance obviously we, we went all went into into online when COVID first happened back in 2020 but we actually took the decision last year even when we did unlock to be a digital first business and we very rarely now go out and and do public one-to-one stuff and that kind of stuff outside of of our office and that was that was a conscious choice to do so because I do genuinely think that you can like make those connections digitally and have just as rich an experience with those people and I genuinely think some of our best friends in business are people we've never even met we've never even met them and I would honestly (laughs) <laughs> so it's true it's true it's true, it's true. It's true. i'm not laughing at you no, so it was a digital circus. I mean, we, we were very um great we had we had uh, a good digital circus member laurie on our doorstep yesterday for the first day it was like oh you're, you're you're here it was so weird to see someone in real life um 
but it, the way we approach social media, as well as our digital communities and everything else we do, but we don't treat it like just putting content out for the sake of it. We treat it like a networking platform and we use it to have conversation and we find people to chat to. And we say hello to people and we send little voice messages to people because we want to find those people who are our tribe or whatever word you want to insert there. They are they are out there to be found. And yeah, the, the richness of our community online it's so actually more more rich than our one offline as well. It's 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 remarkable, really, and I absolutely adore it. And wouldn't have it any other, other what way. What did we say about Instagram? I can't remember if it was you or me actually, and who we were talking to. They're like treating Instagram as your Rolodex. Yeah, yeah, you know. So when you go networking and you meet people, you get a business card and you yeah. put it in a Rolodex, like eighties analogy. For old, those school. Who, <laughs> old school, And and I was chatting. Uh, oh, it was me and Christelle, wasn't it? Christelle Valaden uh, on our YouTube channel. If anyone's interested, and um, we were talking about why would you not treat Instagram and your followers on Instagram, followers being Instagram's word, uh, as your Rolodex? Why would you not chat and engage and get to know them? Because you've got more opportunity to find out about these people than you do the people in your Rolodex who you go, hi, Jeff, remember I met you 10 years ago. I don't know why I default to this 80s NatWest Bank business style, for example. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got a Rolodex. I've got a business card for someone I met. And, and that's fine. Like, we in a world where nothing is wrong as long as it's low, ethically okay. Um, but if you were to treat your social followers in the same way, you, you, you it, it starts to become exponential, doesn't it? But not only that, you take your business or your or your your group, or whatever it is that you're doing in life, you take that from being a geographic specific group to being yes. you're international. And again, yeah. we we now have clients in America, we have um clients who are again we've never met before we have clients who are now working collaborating together who are now finding each other that would never have happened had we just bothered to stay in our little village that we live in right now and not gone outside within five miles so it's an international opportunity there you're talking to people you're finding new new learnings you're you're finding out new ways of doing things you're learning from each other you're growing together purely because you're taking that step into digital that is really super exciting and it's and it's changing daily and there's new things coming out all the time that are just there to enhance not to scare not to go oh my god there's another thing i should be doing but for you to cherry pick all the wonderful things that you could be doing to grow in whatever direction you choose to do. So yeah, it's a really exciting yeah. space. No, it is. And you know, new revenue streams open themselves, new opportunities present themselves. People, uh, it's, it's a simple math statistical thing, isn't it? Let's say you own a corner shop, right? Because I'm planning this talk in my head at the moment. And this is kind of the premise. You own a t- corner shop. Mrs. Miggins' cake Mrs. shop? Mrs. Miggins's corner cake shop is the title <laughs> of, my, uh, of my talk. Uh, the talk will be, and literally this is in planning phase, is Mrs. Miggins the corner sh- the corner cake shop owner even she owns a global brand something catchy like that right um but the point is yes you make cakes and understand that not everyone's going to want this right get that from the outset but when you make cakes and you own a corner shop you're trying to basically sell uh you let's say you want 100 clients a year for the sake of this easy maths and you've got a thousand people who live around you you're basically trying to sell to 10 percent of the people around you If you open that up online because you're a global brand, the second you put anything online, you're a global brand. You open that up online, your your statistics change, your percentage, you're trying to find changes. It massively decreases, you know, because you're entering a larger pool, but also your new revenue streams and new opportunities massively increase. And and that's the excitement from digital. I understand the overwhelm, understand the fear, understand the practical blockers, okay? 
but that's what we help people with. So I get that, but the excitement from digital is so, um, I like, I'm excited now telling you how exciting it is, okay? Um, because it just, that's why we do what this, because we love it. Um, but it's so exciting that yes, you know, get on board is the kind of- it, I love yes. it. I love it. And I love excitement. And we love, like, particularly on the podcast, I love celebrating like success stories. And, you know, especially when people have had that breakthrough, they've claimed their voice in some way, whether it's online, offline, wherever, and they've broken through. So what would be, could you give us some examples? I know you're talking about generally the many, many benefits of being digitally visible, but uh, do you have some favorite stories of people that you've seen or clients you've had that have broken through and done something amazing? Yeah. The, the first person that comes to mind is, isn't one of our clients, actually, but someone I, I admire from afar but we told them everything <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it, it's back to Alan's analogy there of Mrs. Megan's cake shop and being global and there is I, I need to try and find the, the I'll give you the link at some point it's a sweetie shop in Australia in Sydney in one of the in the shopping malls there and they make the little um sucky sweets and they have a whole process of rolling out the candy, candy sugar making long thin ones and cutting it into pieces they last year during the first lockdown decided that they were going to live stream every single time they made space sweets they weren't really talking to the camera all the time they had a camera in the top of their corner of their shop and they were just making sweets all day every day it was the most fascinating viewing it's like if, especially if you're a bit OC when you're like it's like process oh my goodness it was fascinating they are now they're now being stopped in the US and China they've got a, and they, they, they now have a worldwide shipping um thing. Wow. So it's, it's amazing just from thinking about okay we haven't got the you know the the ability to do what we were doing previously because of, of circumstances. What can we do differently? Let's embrace what we've already got right now. We do have the internet. Yes, we are a localized business right now, but we could be a worldwide brand, and this is how we're going to do it. So they fascinated me. It's bugging me that I can't think of the name off the top of my head because it just came into me there then. But we with Digital Circus. Well, I say I've got I've got an example from a Digital Circus member. Can I just? Oh, sorry, yeah, no, no, I thought no, no. you were positive. D- digital right. Circus was started because of that mentality because of because of lockdown the first lockdown we started that in june 2020 for that exact reason to give people the understanding that if they if the world stands still and your business can't run the way you usually run it what else can you do instead so that's why we started digital circuits but alan what's your example well uh, funnily enough it was laurie from yesterday yeah. and i know laurie won't mind us talking about this but when we first met laurie her business was still relatively new it was very much in person she was trying to find uh clinics around her where she could do in person and uh, obviously lockdown came on and she's like, I need to embrace digital. She joined the Digital Circus, one of our first members. And through chatting and her attending the sessions, she started a podcast. She started a YouTube channel, understood how to make it fit in her workflow. Uh, Laurie's a bit like us. She ha- she came with quite a lot of confidence to start with. Um, so, you know, just kind of putting all the pieces in the jigsaw in. But she didn't know how to do any of the technical stuff. So we helped her through that technical aspect, podcast, YouTube, et cetera. Macro content is what we call all that. Optimize macro content because it works for you and people can find it. That's why we call it that. And um, so all of a sudden she's gone from trying to find clients around the clinic, around the corner from where she lives to clients coming in from New Zealand. She's changed what she does. Oh, sorry. She's not changed what she, she's changed how she delivers what she does. She's not changed what she does, how she delivers it. And now she's working with clients from all over the place. I'm going to sneeze. I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Bless you. Bless so you. And, uh, oh. Oh, my goodness. You. Right. right. Sorry, I ripped her headphones up. <laughs> oh. Uh, apologies, everyone. Um, so, yeah, so she's she's changed how she delivers it. And now she's delivering to different people from around the world 
without leaving home. But now she's come back around. She's going, well, I've got this base in place, but actually I want to start looking back to in-person again at the clinic around the corner because I love in-person. So yeah, she's managed to create that base during lockdown that's helping keeping her business going, but it's now allowing her to do what she actually wants mm-hmm. to do, which is go back to that in-person part. And just one more that I would love to shout out is uh, Laura Robinson, who is a brand designer and from Vows Design. And she, again, is a long-standing member of ours, and she's incredible, and she's an incredible force with her, with her branding. Um, but the biggest introvert you'll ever come across, ever come. And she just couldn't put her face to camera. She didn't want to hear her voice. She was really, really nervous. And a year and a half later, we um, invited her to do a session for the Digital Circus to actually stand up in front of everyone and deliver a presentation. She was absolutely killer. So much so that she's now doing Instagram lives by by herself, picking up the phone and talking. She's got this newfound confidence of talking to people and shouting about how how amazing she is. And the session was great. The session was incredible. Throughout the, the first half hour, you could see her face going... What do I do? I'm going to have a bit of a panic attack. But by the end of it, the entire audience was so enamoured by her and how she was graceful with it. And she was really... she was Well, it was a classic authenticity yeah. moment, wasn't it? So. But she got to that point a year later of... I, I don't want to speak. I don't want to put my face on camera to. I am now delivering an entire session in front of people I don't really know that well. And I'm happy to talk about what I know because I know everything really... I've, I've learned this. This is my thing. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to share it as well. That, that, that's a big one. I, I, we've touched on imposter syndrome and we all presume that other people know what we know. Um, they don't, right? And, and they may know bits of it. They know may some of it, but no one, literally no one can know what you know because it's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'd be obviously your clients will know less and there might be other people who know more, but they don't know. So, you know, choose to try and have that confidence in what you know I mean because I, I mean Katie we can't do what you do and you can probably do some of what we do easily but um you know so it's just knowing that and once again that comes back to choice put it out there and people can choose to become customers or not you're not forcing anyone to buy from you you're allowing them to make a choice yeah and it is making powerful choices and you know what then if you were going to give us your top tips like um yeah for people making those choices to get those amazing results that you've just talked about because you know I and I know some of the people you've talked about and I think um actually I'm just going to throw one one in already which is obviously join the digital circus because oh oh, and or and that you know masterminds or places where you feel safe to develop your voice or your presence because and that's what people do around my work they come into a choir to start feeling confident around singing you know and we and I think when you, you know, Laura's an amazing example that she built herself up to the point where she could present to a soft audience, a supportive audience, it's just a digital circus. So it's very important that, you know, that would be one of my things and what we talked about in terms of build a supportive community around you first and then take bigger risks and go out to bigger communities um, and the communities outside your comfort zone. But what would your tips be? So... The first, the first thing is is to start. It's the yeah. it's the it's a simple one, but it's to start. And I think the the blocker that so many people will face will be that. But it's not perfect yet. I want to wait until I've got to X point. And you, let's face it, we will never be at that point. Perfect doesn't exist. So if you don't, if you wait until that thing that's never going to exist, you're never going to get going and, and press that button or whatever that project looks like to you. So just start. You can refine it, and people will love you for the fact that you just bothered to take that effort. 
Two, it's really be clear to yourself about what you are and where you want to go with it and what you want to achieve with it. And that's not about resolution in January right now. It's not about setting resolutions, but that's setting clear goals for yourself. And it could be little mini micro ones. It doesn't really matter how big that goal is. Even if it's just, I'm going to bother to do X, Y, Z, that's absolutely fine. But push it down and say it out loud and say, I'm going to get this done. Our one last year was to grow our YouTube channel. We had we wanted to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of December, which we did. Woo! Um, but it did take effort. You can't just say it and it will happen. We had to think about okay, so what are the steps we need to do? We need to grow our community. We need to create some actual content to put on us. So if someone wants to visit our YouTube channel, there's something for them to see and um, give them a chance to respond to you. Talking back to them, going and sharing it out. So there's there's a process there, but you have to understand what you want to achieve in the first place and to get that goal done. Um, and then, yeah, absolutely, it's giving yourself that confidence to, if we use going live again as a great example, soft audiences. Yes, go and find a small community. The likes of things like Instagram now have built that into their software. So if you are panicked about pressing that live button, it's not really your bag, you can now go through that process to a hidden audience. So you could just do it to one person. You can set those boundaries so that you don't have to do it to every manless dog out there. You can just do it to a very small pool of people. So again, it's taking those smallest baby steps to go, right, I need to understand how to go live on Instagram. Right. And there's different buttons I could press and I could do that. And what if I get that wrong if I've got an audience? Work that out. Well, one can be taught and the other one can be practiced. Yeah, and, yeah, and build, it, build it on that. So it's really, it's just taking baby steps and allowing yourself the chance to fail a little bit. And we, mm. and we again, if you look at our, our YouTube channel as another example. We've got some car crash stuff. There's there. some car crashes. <laughs> we, will never, we will never delete them because I think it's really important as well. It, it documents where we started and where we've come and what, what we've done to get there. And it's a great learning story for our future clients as well, because they can see that we're all the same. Our biggest thing for Yellow Tuxedo, and if you look at any of our content, is that we're not that polished. We're not all bells and whistles. We don't have fancy transitions everywhere. We don't do those things where we change our outfits all the time and you know all those fancy things out there. Our biggest thing for us is we want to our clients to recognise we are all the same, and mm-hmm. that therefore you can you can achieve great things with just the basics, really. Um, well, we had this we had this conversation yesterday. We we reckoned you could start to grow your online presence. This is a kind of a financial thing with just a website. This was what we reckoned was the best kind of bare minimum. Okay, yeah, a website and a canva pro subscription <laughs> we reckon that's all you need everything else is free okay yeah so if it's a cost implication you know that's it you don't need anything else yeah the websites can be a thousand pounds or more or bigger or whatever you need but it can also be 15 quid a month or something yeah. so it, it's it's get started I'm, I'm a big believer in that compound i've been watching some people on youtube i like it you and listening to them talk and uh can I, well basically the founder and ceo of gym sharks my current favorite person to listen to he's like 28 right and and i mean that in my most patronizing 40 something way <laughs> but oh my god i'm learning from him like unbelievable the passion is teaching me his kind of knowledge his know-how how he's gone around solving problems it is unbelievable and i i, I meant patronizing the kind of you know yeah okay. sorry, right. sorry. All right. um <laughs> But one of the things he keeps drawing it back to was his analogy of going to the gym to achieve things, that compound effect. I know that if I do this one thing a day, that after the course of 52 weeks or 365 days, that will compound to achieve this. So if confidence is an issue and imposter syndrome is an issue, why not do 
one picture today, one voice note to a friend tomorrow, a soft audience, a voice note in Instagram DM or WhatsApp or whatever you use. And the next day might be, I'm going to do another picture. You might go, I'm doing pictures for the first month, voice notes for the second month to family or on top. All of a sudden, by the end of the year, you're live streaming and you don't care, you know, but you have to start, as Emily said, and you have to set those tiny goals uh, that can come together to achieve something fantastic. And the last thing I would say as well, and it comes back to communities and people you're surrounding yourselves with, we always say that you're the sum of your five friends and that kind of stuff, but really allow yourself to be in completely different groups as well. What I love about the digital circus, for example, is the fact that we're not just one industry. We're not just musicians. We're not just mm. plumbers. We are a, an eclectic mix of so many different genres of people and different niches and whatever buzzword it is. I hate, I hate the word niche. I hate the word niche. Oh, oh, take, take it out. Yeah, it's, are we banning that? Is that on the yellow taxi? You know there are so many of us, but we all have the same struggles and we all have the same sort of the, the, the routes to market and what we're trying to achieve there. We all go through those exact same feelings. But having some people in retail, some people in um, creative, some people who are working in, in nuts and bolts and whatever that is, it's it's great to get different perspectives because sometimes you are so surrounded by everyone who's doing exactly the same thing as you in the same industry, it can cloud you a little bit. And actually to get some fresh perspectives, some fresh eyes is great. And that's why we love what we do with our groups because there are different, oh, I didn't think of that. I would never have used that word. Never thought of that phrase there. And it's just getting... A different, a different viewpoint. Do you know what? One of my favourite things that we are allowed to embrace in 2022 that we weren't allowed to embrace 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, when you were in business and you were talking about USPs, um, your USP, it wasn't enough that you or I were, or us, we weren't enough to be the USP. 20, fast forward to today, we are the USP, mm-hmm. right? That You are your USP. If you're listening, you are your USP, okay? That is basically it. We are the, the, the unique selling point for nowadays. We are what make our business different to the person stood next to us who does the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and really remember that you are the best thing in your business and everyone needs to see you. Absolutely. I think there's been a huge move, hasn't there? Especially on things like TikTok, where actually, actually the, the less refined is better. Everyone just wants people being themselves yeah you could be doing something like really amazing like an amazing dance routine or something but you're basically at home with your sofa behind you or something so it's that kind of authenticity especially because of the pandemic everyone had to do stuff from at home so no one could pretend that their cat wasn't going to be coming in and their dog and their child etc etc and that I think has broken down a whole lot of pretension really like having to pretend like you say this is my business self and I don't have any I pretend that I don't have anything else going on in my life but actually we've all got full lives we've all got sofas and cats and things that can come in at funny strange moments and 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 actually that's all part of it and being able to welcome it and there's so much more I think it's so healthy to be able to be whole people actually and say this is me and when you're authentically that people can relate to that because everyone as you say we've all got things at home going on and things you know so so it just makes you much more relatable and I I love that thing that you say what is it trust know and um that know like and trust know like and trust journey you know that you're building that with people just as you would with a friend you're getting to know people you're giving them opportunities to get to know you because if they just see your products they haven't got any idea of your backstory and um it's like that wonderful lady in the digital service who who makes um beautiful socks that are dedicated to endangered species she's incredible Yeah. yeah and you know that backstory that she's included 
about the fact that her mum and dad are involved and to begin with they had everything in cupboards and wardrobes and now they're getting bigger and they they record everything don't they and it's it's just so lovely and it's got such a beautiful ethical story behind it and that yeah, all warms your heart doesn't it and think it really yeah does. yeah 10 percent much- of all of her socks go to save the animal printed on the sock so yeah it's got orangutans and lemurs and stuff it's really it's a lovely it, business it is brilliant and as you say she could go i sell socks and, and oh, oh my goodness, so here's a thousand pictures of socks that I'm going to put out in the next month, right? Great, your socks are great. Or share her adventure, be social, plus have a fantastic kind of, I'm going to say spin in a nice way, a spin in a nice way on what you do. And all of a sudden, it makes a massive difference. So, yeah, so lovely. And she links it in when, if there's a, I don't know, animal of the month or whatever, or the worldwide love child's to doing something. And it's all linked in with other things in the world. And that's the other thing about the digital world is that you're never short of inspiration because there's always something going on that's topical that you can align yourself with. That doesn't mean you have to jump on any bandwagons, but yeah. stuff that feels authentic that actually, oh, this thing has just happened currently and that's just really in tune with what I do. So I can share about that and, and be part of that bigger thing, whether it's an issue, whether it's a cause or whatever that you want to align yourself with. Um, So that's very, very powerful. Well, just thank you so much. I know we've talked and talked and talked. It's just (laughs) been so amazing. But I'd love to just give people an opportunity to know how to find you, to know um, exactly what the digital circus is and how they might, if they want to join, how they get in touch with you about that. And also maybe your other services and your website, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you could just give us a a quick overview of that so I'll do it can know. quicker than you <laughs> <laughs> um you can find us anywhere across the internet quite simply we are our handle is yellow tuxedo everywhere youtube instagram linkedin facebook pinterest everywhere so feel free to do that our website is yellowtuxedo.co.uk the digital circus is our membership as part of yellow tuxedo so we do one-to-one services and consultancy if you're looking for something more bespoke but our digital circus is our self-learning community and it's just Incre- I, I love it so much. It's full of fab people like Katie, Katie Rose. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a space really designed for everything we've talked about today for that education piece number one. If you don't know how to do something, give yourself the education and find out how to do it. And we give you all of the tools there to go in and, and learn for yourself. And if you don't know how to do it, ask a question. It's a great um, forum there to just, I'm really struggling on this. Emily, Alan, can you show us how to do this? And we will spend time with you within that forum there to go and work through that the intricacies of how to do something it's uh, 20 pounds a month or 200 pounds for the year and within that we get five learning five hours worth of um support from us a, a month including yeah, two learnings one based on seo one based on social media and everything uh accountability sessions and dropping clinics as well so if you'd like to find out more about that you can visit yellow Today's website forward slash the digital circus and all the information's on that page yeah there. or just go to the digital because it has its own domain name. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> um, what, what I would say, like, let's not underestimate this power of knowledge towards the soft skills. So, yes, imposter syndrome and confidence and all these things may are, are challenges for us all to overcome. But actually learning hard skills, how to actually go live, can help, for argument's sake, can help so much towards the soft skills yeah. where all of a sudden you go, oh, yeah, it was only because I didn't really know how to do it and I didn't want to look stupid doing it that made me not do it. So that's why we are very big on that practical application of how to do these things. Um, So that's why we have such a big emphasis on the knowledge and the learning side of it, don't we? 
Yes, and that's what you were saying about those little incremental steps. Um, An author I really love is James Clear, who wrote an amazing book called Atomic Habits. And he talks about it's like a really great book to overhaul if you want to overhaul your habits and know how to set new habits. But he gave this amazing example of the, I think it was the English cycling team, and they were not winning, basically. And they got a new manager and the manager came in and just looked at everything and made tiny increases on everything. So everything from what was their saddles, what was the pillows they slept on when they were on tour, every little tiny detail of their goings on. He just increased by a small amount and they started just completely winning. Um, And so it just shows that actually you don't have to have a massive revolution. We often think, oh, no, I've got to go online. Everything's got to change. No, it's just those tiny steps, like you were saying, the baby steps and the how-to, that you give people that practical how-to. And it's always very, you know, you always give options for, if you don't feel comfortable to do this yet, then try this. And and that, that it can be graded with your own comfort zone and your own boundaries and your own authenticity around what's good for you and your business so that then you upskill 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 to the point where you really are like winning online well, and feeling you're, you're doing it before you realize aren't yeah. you really that's the point where you, you've achieved it and doing it and you go oh right you have to remind yourself that you've got there so amazing amazing well, it's just so inspiring thank you it's just been a, so such an amazing journey for me personally to be part of the digital circus to get the know-how and also to have that supportive community online because especially when we were all online like everything was online and it can be a lonely it was a lonely time for lots of us wasn't it It was lonely and we were able to create that solidarity so thank you for creating it well hold on katie i'm so sorry i appreciate you've just wrapped up but i think we've forgotten one of the most exciting things that we did in lockdown which was your zoom streamed album launch so for those of you listening katie uh, launched her album flame invited us along and in person it was in london and we live in hampshire and we've got young children she said well i'm going to put it on zoom do you want to watch it and we said yes and but the key message here is embracing that digital and it opening up new opportunity because how many other people would decide to live stream their album launch and they go no you need to come and be in the zone with the smoke you know I've got this kind of image of being in a club in the <laughs> like 90s again and um you know about feeling the music and the sweat well yeah I get that that still exists no one's taken that away but there are people who would rather what sit at home and watch it and we're one of them and you did that Katie and that we we haven't forgotten it you know we played your album in one of our sessions the other day and because we went through that experience and we've not forgotten it and uh, yeah so I I think you can be one of the examples as well for just being awesome (laughs) if that's okay thank you now I'm blushing so yeah that's that's lovely but you know I think yeah I think yeah being part of Digital Circus was definitely something that helped me get the confidence to do that and having and, um, you know, and I, I just want to emphasize to anyone listening that I am no live stream expert. And it really was quite um, <laughs> it was not a high tech stream, let's say it was just me and my laptop and what we could do with the kit that we had in the church. And, you know, um, but it didn't it was enough to allow the people who wanted to participate and people who couldn't participate, for example, like my nephew, who is eight and uh, lives a long way away. So it enabled him to write funny messages in the chat to everybody. Um, (laughs) But, you know, all those lovely, beautiful things that when we embrace technology, 
all these beautiful things can happen and people that you really want to be part of your world can still participate. And in that way, it's more inclusive and accessible. And, you know, for me, it's a huge learning curve and I'm still just kind of climbing a big mountain with it. But thank you for your encouragement because it's because of being part of things like the digital circus that have really helped me and, and given me, you know, there's, there's moments when we all doubt ourselves, you know, especially, you know, I've been making more videos and there's days when I definitely go, oh, I have no idea if this is any good. Should I put it out? And then go in the digital text and say, someone says, oh, I love that you did that thing. And can you do it again? And you think, oh, it did work. Somebody did like it. And, and then it, it encourages you to keep going. And we, none of us are an island. We all need that support. So Thank you so much for creating that. And your yellow enthusiasm, as I'm sure everyone has experienced today, is completely contagious and infectious and extremely generous. You know, the content that you give for just £20 a month is extraordinary. And um, really, and what you give online as well in terms of, you know, please do go and check out all the wonderful yellow videos about how to, there's lots of how to do this and that. And isn't there loads and loads of resources that you've got online that can help people Cool. Yeah. 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 on youtube feel free to subscribe thank you <laughs> and you also do a really um you usually do a nice intro session don't you i think i came to that first when i was just checking out is this for me um, yeah we do, do that in coffee uh, we do regular digital visibility skill sessions yeah. and coffee mornings coffee and all of those they're they're, they're complimentary i think the word i'm going to use i'm not going to say free but they're <laughs> free complimentary events and they're on our website but you go up to the top and say uh, events at the top and whatever's coming up we normally do one or two months ahead are in there so if it's yeah just stay tuned to that part or or our newsletter if you go to uh and all over our website will say get the newsletter but basically we put all of this out in our newsletter every other week as well so uh, whatever works best for you which is such a key part of it all so that's right and it's i think you're thank you so much for that generosity and i think that's again another wonderful thing that you model that you can offer in different ways visual audio written uh, in all the forms that people like to absorb content you can make a beautiful yellow vibrant contagious <laughs> wonderful invitations that just get people excited and feeling yeah i can go and do a video why the hell not of course you can, you, you <laughs> course you can do a podcast and have your friends on it wow <laughs> yeah we, we we i know we i do know we need to finish this but yeah we keep we don't do a podcast we've done one and we're like, why are we not doing a yellow touch? It's coming, it isn't come. it? It'll it's come. coming. It's coming. Whether it'll be this year or early next year, it's definitely coming. So. Oh, well, we look forward to that too. Fantastic. But you're showing so much content. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and thank you again for coming on today. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you wherever you're listening today. Hope you're feeling really yellow and energized and ready to take on the digital world now um, and to share your voice in whatever small way you can. Um, and, and, and know that whatever way you can will grow and can grow it to being as big as you want it to be. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you again, Emily and Alan Braithwaite from Yellow Tuxedo. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.